Welcome to the next generation, your Wazzer and Dan. How you going, buddy? How I'm going. Usually I come in here and give a bit of a generic answer. You know, I'm great because I love talking about the Eagles and we've been winning a lot. We're very buoyant usually, yeah, but... Not today. I am fuming. What yeah. is it, the ninth of the 5th? The day the real AFL died. It's the day the tackle died. Oh, mate. It, the, the, to me, this Nick Nui ban is from now on if a player is injured, no matter what in what instance, you're now rubbed out of the game. That's what it sits like to me. Yeah, and it's like the rewarding the outcome instead of the incident. And well, not rewarding is the wrong way, uh, the wrong word. It's uh, evaluating it almost. Yeah, like it, that. you know, the outcome is where the fine comes from. Now, he got up, he didn't get reported on the ground, he got up, tackled somebody else, had a kick. Then apparently he's got delayed concussion. So if he's got delayed concussion, why is he sent back on the ground eight minutes later? Well, that's it. He played He played out the rest of the game. But the thing that annoys me, I was honestly 100% confident this was just going to get thrown out. Oh, I think because everyone in the footy industry yeah. was, except the bar a few. All right, if he pinned the arms, he might have been in trouble. Clearly, the arms were free. Uh, he elected not to get rid of the ball. That's his bonuses on him. It wasn't a sling tackle. No. And it wasn't two motions. He didn't pick him up and drop him on his head. No. He got in his back. It's a free kick, which was awarded. Um, I just he's don't been, know how it sits now because a player got delayed concussion. Because he's a big man. That's exactly right. And Simple as if that. If you listened to the manuscript of what was said during the tribunal, it was disgusting. They're like, how much do you weigh, Nick Nat? Yeah, 110 He kilos. weighs 80. Eamon's 80. So, so are you now being penalised because you're a bigger person, a big boy? You know, this is just... It's, it's not sitting well with me at all. And I, I said tongue-in-cheek, ninth for the fifth, the day AFL died. I honestly feel like that now. I feel like if a player is injured or concussed, from now on, you're in trouble. Well, I've been looking on social media. It's in meltdown over this. And not just from Eagles fans. It's a lot of other uh, fans are commenting on it. And, you know, there's the other ones that say he deserves it, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, footy, I've seen comments like, let's run up to somebody, touch them, put a ribbon on them, because that's how it's getting. It's like tag. Um, it's, a, it's a joke. This is footy. It's a contact game. Do we bibs on them with GA on it and uh, stuff? Because netball's, netball's got it? more contact. What is it? Touch rugby where you've got a belt with ribbons on it and you pull... Well, that's it. What that's you what said. I saw. Yeah, you, you pull the tag off, as you said. It's, it's a joke. And a bigger joke is the AFL Council, Mr. Gleeson, whatever your name is, to sit there and turn around to Nick Natanui and say, you have a duty of care on the football field. You're a friggin' disgrace, mate. This is football. It's a contact game. Reassess what you said and stand down. Or the AFL step in and stand him down. Because that is a joke. And if... I was the lawyers from the Eagles or Trevor Nisbet. I'd be taken to the High Court because this is bullshit. Well, I would love to see that just to make a stand on it. Uh, we've already mentioned what was said during it, but I'll repeat it again because for me it was just, it does not sit well about the weight issue. Asking Nick Nat how much you weigh, it that should not come into it. That's got no bearing on the incident at all. You can't penalise someone because they weigh more than that. And he knew how much the other kid weighed. He's like, oh, he weighs 80. Well, then the duty of care is with Port not putting a kid on there against men. Well, That's where the duty of care is. It's with the, that team, not with us. Yeah. We're doing exactly what we've got to do. And if there's a duty of care, 
Eamon shouldn't play this week. He's got delayed concussion, so he shouldn't play. Not at all. You know, as I said, the duty cares with Port Adelaide, but not us. train tonight. Uh, it's just the, so, the whole incident sits. And to me, this has come on so so suddenly. Mumford only retired last year. He couldn't play in today's game. He weighs too much. He's too heavy. You know, he's a hard tackle. He's an aggressive player. Well, congratulations, Mumford. You can't play now. You can't have a career in AFL. Caleb Daniels, he's going to sit back and go, I'm never going to get tackled again because I'm a small guy. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's way smaller than everyone else. So, yeah, it's, it's a joke. Um, one thing in Nick's favour, he come out after the tribunal and said he's not going to change the way he plays and nor should he. Because if he does, then we might as well see the death of football because bigger guys will not want to play football because they'll be too scared or they'll be second-guessing everything they do. Uh, I think, I don't know if you saw it yourself on 360, Jordan Lewis was, uh, you could see he was actually really put out by this. He didn't know what was going on. And he backed Nadine Nui 100%. He said that's the way he plays. He said his tackles didn't slip high. It wasn't a high tackle. 95% of people have backed him. Kane Corns didn't. Typical oh, jerk. Yep. Um, Malcolm Blight. He was very Again, strong against it. And both I don't know Port where Adelaide got ties of Port Adelaide. And Danny Frawley. Danny Frawley was called Spud for a reason. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, let's, let, I don't take his comment. But on you've had issue. a lot of coaches say it was, it was a tackle. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, I think the majority of football followers, regardless of the Eagles supporters or what, We'll probably be disgusted in this decision. Well, there's not much we can actually say on it that people aren't actually thinking and feeling themselves. As you said, the only people really against it are people that have negative feelings towards the Eagles. Yeah. You know what I mean? So letting bias get jealous. in the way. Yeah. Because as, as we said at the beginning, wasn't a sling tackle, didn't pin his arms, wasn't there two motions dumping on the head. You know, was, it, it doesn't fit the criteria of a dangerous tackle at all. It's just you're a big boy. Port Adelaide sold us down the river because the doctors obviously said he had delayed concussion, so they had to contact the AFL after the incident because, as we touched on, he yep. played out the game. So not players code's gone out the window. Yep. Everything's gone out the window now, and well, there's nothing we can do about it. Everyone's going to voice their opinions over it, and let's just hope that Nick just keeps playing the way he does. Right, let's get onto the footy. We're going to go to the medical room. Um, Last week, Shuey did his hamstring in the first three minutes, so he's going to be out for at least two weeks. Depends on the grading. It's funny that the Eagles haven't come out and exactly said what grade tear it is yet because um, hammies can be anywhere from two weeks to eight. Um, let's hope it's on the minor scale. If it was uh, a heavy one, you know, when they rip it off the bone, I think we would know because they're quite serious. Yeah, and that's at least four to six. Yeah. Um, Lewis Jetta, he's a calf. He's a test, but I can't see him coming back in. Dom Sheed, a foot. They haven't really said exactly if it's an ankle or a foot, but he's a test this week. Vardy, he's another week away, so he might get a go at Waffle. I don't know. Uh, Venables, nine weeks. Hamish Bray, sure, he's two weeks. Uh, McKenzie, we've already talked about. His season's done. And Liam Ryan, well, he's not as bad as what everyone thinks. So it could be a matter of five weeks. Um, We'll talk about the Port game in depth a bit more, but just touching on it, Shuey effectively didn't play. He went down within the first two minutes of the first quarter. Um, And then you look, Shuey's out. Sheed's out, Jetta's out, 
Liam Ryan's out. And then let's just say Venables is a 50-50. There's a, and Vardy's a 50-50. There's a couple 50-50s there that would be in the best 22. But at least four of them definitely would slot in that side. And we just beat one of the Premiership favourites coming into this season. And we did it quite well. The depth of this side's amazing. Those injuries, we can only get stronger. That That's the scary thought. These four players are walk-in starters, for my yep. mind. And we'll talk about the players more on the revolving door. But we're going to come up to our first segment, which is called... The final siren. So West Coast played for Adelaide and it was a convincing win. Uh, 42 point winners, 16-602 to Port Adelaide, 9 goals, 6-60. Kennedy in that with 4, Darling 3, Rioli 2, Petricelli 2. Uh, the best for Port Adelaide was uh, Sammy Gray with 2. Um, yeah, players, uh, Redden played another great game. Darling was probably his best game ever for the club. Yeah. And Rioli, they were the top three. Rioli, best game for the club too. And um, what an actual great game to watch. Like, it was just on song. Uh, and it's Darling's contested marking this year is just phenomenal. I think he's, him and McGovern are the top two in the AFL right now for contested marks. It's brilliant to see, as we touched on Rioli's best game, Redden, hasn't he really just proved his worth to the Eagles, especially this year, but in the last two weeks, he's been our best midfielder. You know, uh, he's kicking goals, he's a bit gruntier, you know. Gaff gives his consistent effort, but Redden probably last two weeks would have still been best on ground. And everyone last year was saying, how are we going to cope with our midfield? And it's been great. And even Shuey goes down three minutes into the game and Rioli steps up. He jumps in that, and plays one of his best games. That's it. That was a curveball I really wasn't expecting from Adam Simpson. And they kind of kept that quiet that he was training more with the midfield than the forwards because we all had him as this little little forward pocket. And his first game was just straight in the midfield. They've been playing him up the ground a lot. And he's, he, that, he's just excelling. He's just going from strength to strength, that kid. And he's just another one that's debuted this year. That's just made us a better team. And you talked about the midfield, the absence of these players that have retired and how we'll cope. All our stats are on the up. And it was amazing that Nat Nui and Lysett, out of all the clearances, I can't remember if we had 50, whatever it was, they had 12 themselves. And that is, that's extraordinary. I would love to see the stat for top clearances in the AFL by Ruckman because Lysett's doing, like, was it five he got this week? He's just he's getting like half a dozen clearances himself. He's contestable, and we talked about Nick Nat, you know, the burning issue at the beginning of the show. But realistically, I don't think it's going to hurt us him being out that much. It's more the principle of the matter what happened, just because Lysette is actually really in that good form. The thing about Lysette, right? We all know how good he's doing over here, and the West Australian media has been over it, and some of the Victorian media. But when they come down to talking about Ruckman, he's not getting as much mention when he should be. See, but you know what I mean. But like, see, I I like that because we're talking about a free agent at the end mm. of the year, and see, Eagles because we watch the games, we realise this. But see, the media interstate they want to talk about Nick Nat. He's the prize player. He was the number two pick, first round pick. You know, um, and it's just so funny looking at that game. What was Gaff? Was he pick three or four? Four. Pick four. Then Darling was a pick 26, and then Lysett was third-round pick. We nailed that draft. In a compromised draft, we did so well. We got yeah. a power forward, a great mid, and a great ruckman. Yeah, I was um, listening to the Eagles on the back chat 
show that we talk about all the time. Um, they were talking about drafts on one of the show, and um, I've gone through it, and that year come up. So the 2011, that yep. we nailed. Um, oh, no, that was it. That yeah, was that was the two. I was thinking, which one? What am I talking about? Yeah. So that was the one that we nailed, but there was another one there, I can't remember, and it was it was weird that some of them we've always talked about as fans that, oh, the recruiters haven't got it right, and I've been big on that. Yeah. But that's drafts for you. They're just a lottery, so you get some, you don't get some, you know? Well, that's it. Our recent history has been great with the drafts, in my opinion, you know. Uh, after Sheed, Barass, you know, after that's been great. Um, but just, mate, it shows if you nail one, it's the nucleus to build your side because that's yeah. what we said, 2011, and that's our mid-tier that's really carrying a side now whilst we're blooding this youth. And while we're on this, this is probably off subject a bit, but I read a bit about Tim Kelly this week that um, Geelong trying to time down for that third year like most clubs try and do. They get the two years straight up being yep. drafted. But I was shocked to know that his his um, partner and the kids aren't over in Geelong. They're still here. Oh, really? So that's the way I read it. So, And the manager said, look, we'll leave it at the moment. We'll see how it sits. And they're not in a rush to do it, which is a good thing because... That could be good for the Eagles if... Well, really good for know, the Eagles. They, um, Everyone wanted him, but no, I, I know we're jumping the gun, but there's got to be something there, you know? Well, we all predicted that he'll come home because he's very family-orientated and he's having these kids. Um, young twins, by the way, uh, which will be three kids all up. Um, and we always knew that. It's like, let's hope he doesn't settle. He'll probably come back. But his manager has shut it down instantly. He's said no. He's not interested. He said he's happy at Geelong, but it'll be a family decision. To me, that screams he's not there. He's gone. Well, Tim or Caitlin, if you listen to this, yeah. we don't want to sway you, but come back. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny. He goes for to Geelong, but yet we all have this soft spot for him. We still all talk so highly of this player. Like, yeah. Well, he's a good player and brilliant. everyone wanted him. So um, let's get on to our next subject, the revolving door. This is where we talk about who's going to come in and who's going to step out maybe. Um, we talk about the guys at East Perth. Now, East Perth had a, oh, I could say it was an easy win over the bottom of the ladder, East Humanal. Uh, 10-21-81 to East Romano, 6 goals, 12-48. It was a bit blustery down there. I um, caught a bit of the action. Um, we'll just go through from the stats. Partington had 29 disposals uh, and a goal. Ainsworth had 23 and a goal. Brander, 18 and 2 goals. Um, he's taking some good marks again, 7 marks. Archie, it's his second game back, 17 disposals. Had a bigger influence, maybe. Building momentum. Um Fraser McGuinness is just killing it and he'll probably come in for Nick. You'd think he'd come in. I hope he does because he has deserved to get a call up because he's killing it at the waffle and every time he has come into the Eagles, he's done his job, he's done his role. Um, uh, Schofield, he was just the general down back. Um, he could be another one that they look on. Carpenter, 20. Uh, most of the guys did all right. Um yeah, it's weird where we're going to go this week because Shuey's out, so we have to replace him, right? So what do you do? Do you go like for like or do you bring in somebody that you can move around? All right, I think 
we're going to try and take them on with speed. We're one of the only teams that go in with two genuine Ruckman. So it wouldn't surprise me if we don't actually bring in the second one. We just run with just purely Lysette. Now, Luke Partington, to me, is the funny one. He was almost the hero people looked at last year because of the injuries we had to our depth. He wasn't surrounded with all these players that could come in. You know, there was no core depth because of the injuries. You know, Rioli, Waterman, Venables were all out. So he was almost a lone soldier when it came to our youth last year. Um, and his figures, after coming back off two weeks, he's just picked up where he's left off. 29 disposal, kicking goals. He's kicking goals in all his games in the midfield. For me, he's got to come and get a game. You know, Ainsworth's spoken about a lot. But for me, Partington needs to come in. And the second one could be anyone. Archie's building form, but personally I reckon he's not doing enough to warrant it. But because he's an older senior body, he's not a young kid, that might push it towards, say, Archie. And Ainsworth's knocking on the door. He'll get a game eventually. I've got Partington in front of him just because on numbers he's better. I haven't. No, you've got Ainsworth in front of Partington. Based on what I've seen, I've got Ainsworth just in front of Partington because he's more versatile. Yep. Bigger body as well. He's actually got a bigger body. Um, the only downfall I've got with Ainsworth, he gets too much tunnel vision. He always he doesn't look to the sides a lot. Yeah. He gets a ball and he's straight ahead. That's my only bad thing I can say about him. But, God, the kid's going to be a star. Um, I reckon they will bring in McGuinness. Yep. I reckon they because they can use him up forward and in the ruck. And it will expose the Giants a bit. Yep. Um, I'm really torn on who they will bring in. And like you said, Parting didn't probably get the job. Ainsworth could get the job. But I wouldn't be surprised them chucking in Archie in. Yeah, because of the, similar... because of the experience. See, with Partington, what you said is 100% right about his body skin. But see, if he came in, Gaff's role now this year, they've brought him in the middle more, in the guts. You know, he's getting a bit more contested ball. So I look at Parting as the outside runner, taking yeah. his role. So he's... He's almost like the gaff role went because gaff's still quite small. You know, he's on the outside, get the ball run, kick, you know, be the link player almost. This is something about Partington that, um, I don't know, maybe they just don't see him as a midfielder at, at the Eagles, but um, I can prove to be wrong here. Um, I just, I don't know, there's something about me saying if they do bring him in, that means Rioli will be on the ball most of the game. I could see him on the ball quite a lot, actually. He did so well last yeah. week. Uh, we spoke about Redden being a gun. But you've got Yo, you've got Gaff, you've got Redden in the middle, you've got Lysette rucking. To me, on form, these players are killing it this year. That is a that is quite a dangerous... The mix. thing is with Yoey, and it's been prevalent in most of the games this year, except for one or two, he's pretty quiet for three quarters. In the last quarter, he explodes. Now, last week, he had like eight of his disposals in the last three minutes of the game. He exploded, and it's good, yeah. but See, they need to play him in the guts all game. Yeah, the whole game, I agree completely. And to me, I don't mind that after the season we had last year. You know, we would just lost so many games in that last quarter. As long as he's, he's form and he gets those disposals, that's saving us in the last quarter. And I think we've won a lot of last quarters. Um, I think we have. Yeah, which is a big turnaround for most. I think, our, well, I think it's our third quarter has been our downfall. Yep. yep. But we, we touched on this mainly with the Cats game. Momentum, there's always slides. Not and, as bad as this was in the first uh, third quarters. I think people... F- oh, my God, that's dismal. They haven't won one all year. Yeah. And 
let's not talk about them because they're a downward spiral team. Um, <laughs> why would you play a player with groin issues, you know, oh. just to centre the slaughter? It but, wouldn't be the first, won't be the last. Yeah. They all like to put their hand up. I, well, let's get on to the game with the Giants. Um, we know that Nick Nat's out and Chewie's out. Um, the Giants, they've been hit by injury as well. Cameron's going to be back and Rory Loeb. They've already said that they're back. Kelly won't be. Delidio won't be. Green won't be. Um, there's a couple others that might not be. And I think that that's good for the Eagles because we're hitting them at the right time. Not that I like to see that. I like to see their best teams put them apart. But we've lost the last four against uh, the Giants by an average of 31 points. Yeah. The... And the last one was 65. I was going to say, the last one really pushed that average up. And then there was one where there was like eight lead changes in the last quarter. Yeah, eight points. And then it didn't ju- the score didn't justify the game. That's what I'm trying to get. Because in the last, say, two, three minutes game, they kicked two, three goals quickly. Mm-hmm. So it made the score line look completely different. didn't really reflect the game. So that's why that average is a lot higher. Because they have been reasonably good games bar that final we played against them where we were dismal. And I think our grand final was against Port the week before. So we went in that game pretty lax, and they suppose. But a lot of it's talked about the Giants' injuries. We're going in there with, we just spoke about five or six of our best twenty-two out. Um, so they could look at it as a great opportunity to knock us off. Yeah, and um, that's why. But this is another scalp I want, and being an away game, yeah, it'll be great because I'm I'm tired of saying we haven't got scalp. We've beaten two now. Yeah, but we don't get favorites. credit. We no, don't we get, don't. We, don't, we never got credit for the dogs, but no one penciled it as in to win, yeah. right? Um, we beat Carlton on the MCG, and yeah. I know it's Carlton, but it's the MCG. It's and an away no game, one, you know? Everyone was going, oh, well, they're going to struggle. We did struggle. We won, and yeah. we, we got the win. That was a grind of a game. That it was, was a grind. Style, so it was going to be close. Um, now, if the Eagles beat the Giants, the media is starting yeah. to come around saying, oh, we misjudged Eagles. And everyone did, even us, because of they, the JRT They can't game. not now because we keep winning. That's yeah. the problem. They would love for us to fight. And if they do beat the Giants, they'll sit there and they'll be they'll be sitting up. But if we don't beat the Giants, I'll go, yeah, well, the Eagles, well, they haven't really beaten anyone yet. So I'm waiting for the couple of weeks afterwards. So we look at the four-week stretch. we got Richmond, St. Kilda, Hawthorne, and then Sydney again. Yeah. Now... If we can win three out of those five, we're laughing. Well, Richmond's the game I'm really, really waiting for. We will beat for. Richmond. Oh, at home, I think so. But the funny thing is, like, oh, they've only beaten these teams at home. To me, that is just yeah. like a slap in the face. I'm thinking, I laugh at that because you'll sit there and talk about Richmond, how they're the best team in the comp, how great they are. And they've played five at the MCG. That's exactly right. And the one game they played out of it, Victoria was at against Adelaide in Adelaide, and they got smashed. Well, Wayne and who Carey, they beaten? Yeah, well, Wayne Carey, he's stolen my name, the King, yeah. <laughs> which we'll still go on to court about that, Wayne, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll win. You've been served. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his, uh, the, uh, the roast. He's, he's, he's leaning towards a duck a bit more now because he yeah. knows I'm the the original and the rifle owner of the king. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, got the ducks roast, and he basically said that this week. Richmond, who have you won? That, you know, you're going exactly to Adelaide right. and you lost. Mate, Don't if, get too excited. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we went... You they touched, are playing good footy. You touched on us being the underdogs against the dogs. Yeah. But I heard the Suns was the first game where we were the favourites to win. So the first three games, Geelong, we weren't favourites. 
Dogs, we weren't favourites. Sydney, we weren't favourites. But Sydney did end up winning. We should have beaten Sydney. It, it was Franklin. That was it. Yeah. And, it, you know... Our back line didn't do the job they were asked to do. No, that's it. And that. They just... They went around McGovern. They had yeah. a plan, don't kick it anywhere near McGovern. And, you know, try and isolate it, keep away from him, which isolated our defenders. And, and Franklin was on fire. We tried everyone on him, but... Yeah. Should double team or something, but yeah, it's another issue. But yeah, we're, we're flying, mate. We really are. Eagles fan, don't be too disheartened. Um, on the next generation uh, gen, uh, discussion page of it, I said, let's not get too cocky and let's take it as it is and don't jump too far ahead. But in round eight, which is this week, if you're in the eight, you've got an eighty percent chance of staying there, and at round ten, you've got a ninety-five percent chance of staying there. So we're in a good place. I think we'll play finals. If we can win three of the next five, like I said, we're laughing. Well, that's it. I I had it, and I spoke about this last week. I said if we win two of the next four, because it was a hard starting with the Derby, it was a hard patch. We've won two already. Yep. So as far as I'm concerned, if we beat Richmond or beat GWS, that's a bonus. And to me, we're already stamping ourselves on the competition. And not only that, I don't know when... It's safe to get excited, was it? Because right now is when the ladder actually takes shape. It's historically is now is when it takes shape. And I just sit there and I'm thinking, we're just playing such good footy and we're not relying on one player. All our players are on the up. I don't look at one single player and think, oh, you've gone backwards, you know? Yeah. And some are like... Well, they've all gone up. They've been yeah. great. And I think Redden and Darling are the two that really compound that. I think Gaff's just doing what Gaff does Lacroix, who I had on the chopping block, and a lot did, and it wasn't because we don't like Lacroix. He was injured. He was a senior yeah. player. You know, we thought his time was done. Now his hips healed, and he's and he's playing back back to his best footy. We're going to have, I reckon, three or more players over forty goals this season. Yeah, and our video program, The Nest. I'll give that a bit of a plug. We're going to have Love a it. special one coming up soon, so keep your eye out for that one. But. I said the two players that needed to um, Lift. step up in the midfield was Redden and Sheed, and they've done it. Yep, they both have. Sheed's injured, but they've both done it. Um, Big Tom at the uh, West Coast Fan TV uh, the show the other night. Yep. Yeah, everyone, we were both interviewed, and so was Parco. Have you seen who's had more views? No, um, I keep mine <laughs> a bit quiet, you know. Like, uh. Yeah, I've been mine up so <laughs> I think Jet wants to become an interviewer but yeah. yeah I basically said the same thing there so anyway it's looking good we've got to pick a winner in the margin mate so who's going to win and how much by it was by 24 points so oh, I think we're I think we're, this is our time to stamp it our, our foot on the competition Stamp ourselves on the competition right, get well, a good two, win two hours ago I had the Eagles by 8 points <laughs> and unfortunately I'm changing my tip yeah. This week, I just look. I want Eagles to get up, and I think they can. But if I had to put my tipping hat on for a bit of money, I'd be saying Giants by six points. See, it's hard because I'm very biased being an Eagles supporter. But as I said, touched on, Eagles are playing great footy. Do that be your son. They're well, not playing look, good footy. You know, by the time the game starts, I'll probably uh, change, change again. Back, yeah, change back. But someone's telling me that I don't know. I've always had the belief the more you win, you're closer to your next loss. Yep. And maybe this is a loss we need. If that makes sense. Oh, it does. It, it, Just so we can go into I the next I mentioned this on Tom's thing. It's a, and I've mentioned on the post, yeah. you know, rebuilding, it's a taboo word. People don't like to hear it. 
we're performing so people think we aren't rebuilding. We had nine list changes. We've debuted five players. You know, Petrosali, the newest of it, who's doing great, may debut another one or two tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, this weekend. We're rebuilding. But we're playing such great footy, but we will have, it'll be a roller coaster. We will have our ups and downs, which I think we touched on, I touched on with the Suns yeah. game, that basically what you said before about temper expectations, we will have ups and we will have downs. I'm hoping this isn't it, and I hope we can continue on, because there's no reason we can't, but I'm not going to be disheartened Oh, if yeah. we have a bad loss, no. if we have a bad game, because it's to be expected. Yeah. It could happen, and it's likely to happen. Um, and but we, I know where we're going. And we've, we've touched on that. We've played five debutants this year. Yep. Is it five? I think so, um, yeah. And um, we were on another podcast, uh, the Go Footy podcast with Gaff and Ollie, and Ollie said eight, and I laughed. I said, nah, we, if we're having eight, we're having a bad year, but... He's on the money that we could have at least six, seven uh, debutants this year and we're not having a bad year. It, so I'll take that back, Ollie. It's funny you say that because we are talking about this before. He's, he's spot on, isn't he? Because I agreed with him, but I talked it down as well. I yeah. almost pushed that number down said, we could do, but from memory I was like, maybe mm. six, five, six. But we talk about Ainsworth coming in. You know, Watson might come in in the back. Like, I think Watson no got injured the other day. You look at Angelis too, um, Brayshaw. But I want to give another shout-out to Brander. He's kicked another two goals. He's not starring, but he's consistently kicking goals. Well, he's and our he, future. So well, he's an 18-year-old kid. And he's JK's replacement. The Waffle, they've always said Waffle's good for development. That's why a lot of these players get picked from yeah. the Waffle, because they're playing against men. But if he kept that average, if he came into the AFL... He's already having a 40-goal season. And I know that's ridiculous because it's a different game. You know, the competition's harder and more professional. But, yeah, he's just consistently kicking goals in there for an 18-year-old kid. And you, you hit the nail on the head. He is our future. And I think he's going to be great. Um, Oscar Allen, obviously, shin spent no preseason. He's a star, but yeah, we, he's not going to He's not going to. We've got a good nucleus there, so Brilliant. everything's looking up. Um, well, look, we usually... Well, I think we've already had a bake, but... We've been looking for a name for our bake session, and I'm going to call it Under the Pump. Under the Pump? Oh, okay. Just a footy term, I don't know. Well, we might it. change it again. We, we keep changing it, roasts and bacon. The problem yeah. is there's too many footy shows. Yeah, so, like, I watch one, and I'll be like, did they steal that from us, or do we steal that from them? <laughs> because of the bake, the roast, Under the Pump, let's go with that. All right, we'll go with Under Pump. And mine, this is mine this week, or do you want to go first? Um. Well, yeah, I'll go first. Go first. Mine's a bit unscripted and it'll be short I'm going to have a, a shot at West Australian supporters now I'm going to target more Fremantle but it's a West Australian issue it's not us versus them there's this mentality where we don't like Freo because Freo is throwing mud at us now at Freo's direction it's not our fault you haven't had success and I'm not saying this as a dagger to the your heart but it's, truth. It, it, yeah, it's not our fault. It's not us versus you. It's not you versus us. We're not each other's enemy. The enemy's over East. We spend so much time as supporters slamming and worrying about what's happening on the other side in our own state on the other team when the enemy's over there. This is not a fair competition. And we're focusing on each other, throwing mud at each other, talking each other down, where, you know... We should be attacking the East. That's our enemy. That's where the front line is. That's where the football's played. And it's a bit of an issue I'm starting to really 
it's starting to irk me a bit because it has become an us versus them scenario here. I'm gonna be, and like, I don't like it. No, I'm thinking it's starting to pick me up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, you, do you know what I mean though? Yeah. It's not fair competition. Some clubs have it easy, and we're not targeting the clubs that have it easy. No. And it sounds so ridiculous. Imagine if we had all these home games and never had to travel. We touched on uh, Richmond. Three of their away games have been at the MCG still. You know, they've only left interstate once. They're going to have a home grand final. They're not the best teams of the year, but no. they win grand finals and cups. Because they play the ground. Unfair competition. Yeah. But here we are worried about Fremantle, and Fremantle are worried about us. It's ridiculous, and it serves no purpose at all. You want to throw mud, let's throw it with a good arm and get it over the other side of the country. I think the problem is there, and I agree totally with you, um, and I see it, and I've seen it a lot this week, and mine's pretty much on the same angle as yours, but more the WA media. With Frio fans, I just seem to find they talk about the Eagles a lot more than Frio, and they blame Channel 7, and they blame the papers for being biased against them because they promote us more. Now, maybe they do that because we don't go grizzling about a medal. We don't go grizzling about other things. And at the end of the day, if you're going to put something out there, you've got to have something to back it up. So worry about your own club and we'll worry about ours, and then you're not against the Vicks, because at the end of the day, it's a glorified VFL. Spot on, was it? Um, and for people, superiority complex. Google that word, find out the meaning of that word. Um, it, it, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it's funny, because your cook's very similar to mine, was it? And it does come down to a superiority complex. That's yeah, exactly it, what it and is. that's all it is. And I'm going to... I've just given Fremantle a whack, but now I'm going to give him a pat on the back, because... If I was a Freo fan, what they've had to endure in the last week, this is what mine's about the media, I'd be sick and tired of it. So this is mine. Uh, the media and social media, they both coexist. Some people get paid to do it, others don't. So we, we don't get paid, but we're basically doing the same sort of thing. Um, the media, the mass media do exactly for what we're doing. So hence what I'm about to say is bag the media even though I'll comment and promote such of the stories that they put up, I'll put it on social media to get a comment. But Freer fans are probably sick to death of hearing about the Ross Lyon saga this week. How many times have they got to get asked, or does Ross Lyon got to get asked about the same thing? He said once he's not going to talk about it. They've done what they've said They've put their statement out. The club's done it. The person's been paid. It's over. Get over it, media. And then, yesterday, Ben Cousins. Back in the story again. Eight years, they write the same story. We all know the same. We know the story, so don't write it up again. And they sit there. Where's he gone missing? Find out the facts before you release the story, and then you might get a bit more respect. Um... I'm just over it all. It's just like, it's a slow news day. Let's put something out. You know what I mean? I like that. They're both under the pump. Um, To Fremantle, be careful what you wish for, because he started saying, and I hear it a lot, that we're always in the paper. Now you are. (laughs) It's a bit of karma. You wanted to be in the paper. Now you are. And welcome to our world, mate. We're in the paper, but a lot of times it's negative because negativity sells news articles. Um, Bo- that both being clubs are going to get negativity. you just yeah. got to ride the storm. But 
the last week has been bullshit. Yeah. To to say it nicely. Um, Trying to find stories where there aren't one. Oh, you know, I'm. I don't read newspapers. I don't watch the news purely on that fact because everything's negative. Um, but I'm sick and tired of hearing the same story, and I'm sick and tired of my news feeds on social media being clogged up by the same story. It happens. And yeah. tomorrow it'll be knickknack, right? And that's cool because he sells papers. He sells this rightly or wrongly. How long are they going to go on for it? They go on it for a day, but if you're going to keep going on about it to the end of the weekend, I'm going to get sick of it. 2018. They've been going on about it for 12 years, Ben Cousins. Well, that's Ben Cousins, uh, yeah. So it's like, when does it stop? Um, Cousins quit the Eagles three weeks ago. He resigned. Before that, prior to that, uh, part of his parole was he had to have a part-time job. That was his job. That's where Eagles helped him out. He came into the club and he did it uh, three days a week. So he did it. He came in. He said to the club, no, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. And fair enough, too. Uh, he's got his struggles, so, you know, you can read behind the lines. It could be a drug-related issue. could be he's not into it. That's not the story. Might not want to put the you club in I mean? That's it. Maybe position. he's just, that's not where he is in life right now. He doesn't want to be around the club. He doesn't want to be in the footy. And then he's, he's disappeared. He was haven't seen him in a month. Why would We're not keeping tabs on him. He's resigned. He's left. Yep. Um, and then the newest thing is Ben Cousins found today. They were parked in front of his house. Found, you've gone to his house and seen him. He's not fucking missing. Like It's just like you find stories where there isn't one. He's, yeah. he's battling drug addiction, addiction, and that's been news for 12 years. It's and not surprising anyone. And there's another journalist I want to have a, a shot at. John Towson, I used to love your articles. But when you involve my amateur club in... An article saying they're responsible for a player's death. You're a friggin' idiot, mate. Get the facts. Get down to a game and have a listen. Amateur games are rife with other teams giving each other shit. That's amateurs. But don't go blaming a club for somebody else's death. Because that's just utter, utter bullshit. Can't comment much on that because I don't know the details. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off there because it got me really angry. If something's happened there... And it's because of banter. There's mental issues involved, and yeah. and someone's life's lost. There's family, you know, around this guy. Don't write up news articles on it. Period, mate. You know, people are mourning. Or, or, or approach other club and get their side of the story. But that's our take on our bakes this week. Um, the media's under the pump. Write stories that are worth writing. Don't clog us up with the same crap every day. Um, we're doing this, we're part of the media, that's cool, but we're here to talk about it and promote things. But there is a point where people get sick of shit. That's it. And um, feel free to comment in the comment sections once this is posted. And feel free to join up. We'd love you to actually join the, the actual Next Generation podcast page and ask questions there. And we will actually bring it up in the show because we don't want to be normal media that just throws out our opinion and biased opinion. We give our opinion. But how about, would love to see you actually ask the questions. You know what I mean? Have your say on certain issues. And we will bring it up on the show. Yeah, there's plenty of Eagles pages out there. Um, most of these are on the Next Generation Discussion page. Um, there's a few different podcasts you can listen to as well, guys. Go Footy, the West Coast Eagles podcast. you got the West Coast Eagles Back Chat podcast. you got Toast the Coast. There's plenty of us around. Uh, we all 
we have different opinions so have listened to more because the more the merrier um yeah and as dan said join the pages we're on instagram as well um we're on twitter and we're on itunes so download from there if you want and quickly uh feel free to actually share it as well if you're on other eagles pages uh on your own links just share it if you if you if you enjoy it spread it <laughs> yeah spread the news people so anyway um hopefully the eagles have a win even though i've tipped against them um maybe it's a kiss of death that we need <laughs> uh next week we'll hopefully be coming we're sitting on top of the ladder yeah, I'll just bring on ne- Richmond next week, no matter how this weekend's game goes. And that's so silly to be looking two weeks ahead, especially when there's another game and an important game against another premiership favourite side. I just can't wait for Richmond. I, yeah, really can't. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a good game. And um, let's just join up next week. Um, come to us same every Wednesday night. We get this to you. Uh, we upload it, and then you can download it and subscribe to iTunes and SoundCloud and be part of the next generation. Thanks. Thanks for having me, and, uh, yeah, go the Mighty Eagles. Go Eagles. It's a